Welcome to the home for anime. I am your host, GPC, Great Podcaster Cali, and I have a very special guest to talk about a very special film. My good friend Robert from Otakura Style. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be back here with you, chatting with you about one of my favorite shows. Yes, yes, we are talking about One Piece Film Red, which Crunchyroll was nice enough to send me because movie theaters are something else these days. But you, you actually got to see it in the theater. We were hoping to see it the day before uh, the big movie came out this week and got there on opening night. So it was a little busy, but just me and five other friends in the theater and that's it. <laughs> that's that, that was all that was in the theater? <laughs> No. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. It was nice to spread out, enjoy. Like I'm just watching it on my computer and like hooking up to my TV, and I was like, "This is this is peak. This is pinnacle. This is what it's all about. This is One Piece." And it's so colorful and stylized, particularly this movie. It was great seeing it. I'm not a huge fan of going to theaters anymore. I've gotten too lazy about watching things on my couch. But seeing film red in all its glory is such a big screen and just being so immersed in it and all the colors and vibrance and everything. It was not totally worth it. Yes, I was I was shocked. I mean, I haven't really watched One Piece since the four kids era. Okay. So <laughs> the lollipop for Sanji. The, the lollipop for Sanji and the Yayo Yayo theme song <laughs> set sail for One Piece. So this, I mean, I, I kind of started reading the manga, uh, which I've told you about, but I, aside from watching one or two episodes with Drew here and there, this is my first real dig into One Piece in a very long time. And the two things that were on my mind were, wow, this is amazing. And fuck, I have a lot of ground to tread because there's so much One Piece left now. <laughs> There's so much, and each story is so good. I was just scrolling through uh, TikTok the other day, and somebody had a, I wish I could remember who was talking about, but just how much One Piece fans love it and say there's not enough. And I agree, like, each story is so good. And I'm aware that I've watched a thousand episodes of this show and still sit here and go, I want more. I want to see more. <laughs> I want to know what's next. I mean, we were just talking about this, so I'm going to bring it up very briefly, but we both did the same thing with Pokemon anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm very excited. I think I'm actually going to legit start the One Piece anime next year. I'm, I'm just, I'm ready. It's time. Are you going to go back from the beginning, do the full start from it? Yeah, so probably I'll be done by he the time I'm... Says. I'll probably be done by the time I'm 40 or something, so... There's some openings I have a hard time skipping. And as much as I love the show, there are definitely some arcs and some parts where by the time you skip the opening, you skip the recap because you're watching, you know, 20 episodes in a row. You can really condense a lot of One Piece into an hour. <laughs> well, that's encouraging. I can do that. So, yeah, the the movie... I guess you could call it my true entry as an adult into One Piece, and I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I think it's a great introduction to it, and it it did a really good job. I was pleasantly surprised. 
of how well it showcased so many of the characters and how many of the straw hats truly got included. And when you think about a two hour movie and trying to cram some of the roast me for, you know, nine main characters into one story and kind of give them equal time and showcase Shanks, which so many people want to see more of and introduce Uta and introduce new characters and conveniently throw back people that have fun powers or powers that are needed for plot devices. <laughs> hey. I'm here for it. It was, I truly enjoyed it. We did end up, my mother-in-law's visiting, which has been a fantastic experience. So we told her we were going to see a movie and she said, I'll go. I said, just to warn you, it's a show that's been on a thousand episodes, whatever, I'll go. And I kept looking at her during the movie and she enjoyed it. I don't know how much I had any idea what was going on, but afterwards I asked her, like, did you enjoy it? She's like, yeah, it was very pretty. It was fun to watch. And I, that's a win in my book. Yeah, actually, um, I got on uh, Discord and I watched it with my mom, and she was like, "Holy fuck, son, this was incredible!" <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, are you gonna like join on the podcast?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to." And then like the very end happened, she's like, "Cameron, I don't think I can do it anymore." How they handled the ending for it. It's the post credit scene. It was good. They did yeah, a good job with it. It ruined the, it ru- almost ruined the entire movie for her. <laughs> like, I'm going to be the king of the pirates. She was like, where, where is his, where's his anything? Where's his re- remorse, his rationale? So that was very, t- <laughs> like, it was very tone deaf in Oda's. <laughs> so I can't believe Oda okayed this. She's like, is this One Piece? <laughs> I was like, from what I've from what I've read and watched, I think so. That Luffy's single mindedness, you know. There's many characters as you go through the show, right? Again, I don't expect from day one to have a thousand episodes later, every character so interconnected. But he does a good job, or they do a good job of introducing new characters, and even if they're filling in backstories like with Uta, it makes sense. It connects. It feels fine. Like, and again, as an adult, you know, like, oh, we're introducing this to make another story, but it doesn't feel so forced or so foreign that it's hard to enjoy. You just kind of watch it, enjoy that there's a new character and her backstory and the connection she has with the characters. Yeah, for sure. I mean, on one hand, I really appreciated what what my mom said about Oh, specifically Luffy, she was like, I she's like, I don't understand um him, but like this is a she's like, this is a very emotional movie. I'm like, yeah, it really is. I this is gonna sound bad on my part, but again, I haven't really had that much of a one piece training. I wasn't expecting it to be as deep and nuanced as it was. I mean, I've I was actually I was crying. There were times where I was dancing. Like you ever just dance in bed? Like you're not you don't you don't like stand up, but you're still dancing. I have a little feet bobbing going. Yeah, a little you know? feet bobbing. You can still like move your hips a little bit. I was like, it, this I was like this singing girl's got got some uh, got some flavor in her voice. I was like, God damn, I, ooh. I had listened to New Genesis. I think the first song she sings. Mm-hmm. a lot over the course of the movie coming out and you know you want to download that new song and listen to it 
And I'd heard one or two of the other songs, but they never stuck with me. But watching the movie, watching the scenes unfold and the the songs in them, I went back, of course, on my, you know, drive to work today, jamming out to them, listening to them on repeat and had much more appreciation for the songs after having seen the movie and kind of the connection to it. Yeah, and the story itself, which I guess we should have talked about first, but one piece is so foreign to me that I really didn't know where to start. But the story, you said they introduced a new character named Uta, and for some reason, all the Straw Hat Pirates are at this concert that Uta is putting on for thousands of people, and it's a concert that she says is going to go on forever and ever. And I was like, what? How does that? And I just kept watching, and that that's really that's really all I can say. But that shit got dark. Yeah, and they never shy away from this balance of. I think one of the core issues at One Piece truly is this balance of power, and I, without spoiling too much, I really did appreciate the movie for drawing attention to how if you only hear one story, right, you only know one thing and kind of Uta experiencing what she experiences through, you know, the transponder snails and how she hears the world and kind of this parallel of social media and uh, echo chambers and what you hear from your friends and what you hear from your parents, or your family that kind of defines how you see the world around you and then parallel that or partner it with the idea of a pirate and what is the pirate and how you perceive that and again if you're funneled one story of what something is and that forms how you understand the world until you're able to experience it more and see what's out there and understand maybe better yeah that you know we we follow what we follow i mean in uda's case she was essentially shown the entire world through like you said those transponder snails And it's like she saw the world as a place that needed to be fixed. And I think that it really shows how impressionable the youth is. Mm -hmm. Not not even the youth, just like people in general, but especially the youth. And how essential parents are. I mean, every fucking time i talk about an anime short or a movie I, it always goes back to parents parents are like <laughs> such a big part of anime <laughs> but i mean the the relationship between shanks and uta and by extension shanks and luffy i was blown away by the depth of their relationships together it was nice. I, I didn't know that Luffy cared about that hat so much. <laughs> that connection he has to Shanks and like that connection you have to somebody who represents that idealism of what you want or how you want to live your life. And I think like he's a very much parental or parental figure. And I think with Uta and Luffy, it does a great job of, and I really didn't think too much about it until we're talking about it now. I don't know how your family or siblings grow, but growing up, we had a close friend who had nine or eight siblings, and they, from the youngest to the oldest, had a very different perspective of their father, because their father had changed as a person, and you have these different connections, and you try to, you see, you both see the same person from a different lens, 
And I think that's, again, another thing that you see through the two of them is how they've grown or changed and how they perceive the world and how they perceive Shanks in this case, you know, as a person and as an adult, that view changes. Yeah, and actually going back to what I was saying about social media, that's a, an interesting parallel because you have Uta who was really all about social media and then you have Luffy who has just traveled. Mm-hmm. And it's really this this thing of, well, you have lived experience and then you have witnessed experience. So seeing those two ideologies clash, I thought was extremely interesting. And I think that it really reflected more so Uta's like sheltered life and the trauma and the pain that she went through that really reflected well in her songs mm-hmm. and th- those songs. Uh, wow. They're so good. And it, I'll be honest in my laziness, it was the first time that I'd actually read the lyrics for him other than just kind of listening to and jamming out and, you know, from watching anime, picking up the few words that you kind of know, then like <laughs> seeing them and like hearing those words for it. It's, I expected to come and chat with you about this movie and talk about how much I like the style and the costumes and everything. But the more we talked about it, the more I'm like, shit, it is so good. It really handles some of these issues so well. Yeah, I really didn't, I didn't expect a non-canon film to be as nuanced as it was. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's something they have grown through the years, I will say. I am tempted to go back and rewatch some of the early episodes or early films, but I feel that more has gone on that rise of, I don't say popularity, it's always been popular, but the recent years have gone bigger and bigger. That's dope, honestly. I was, I was talking to my friend Drew, and he told me something that I thought was pretty cool. Apparently, Luffy always wanted a like a a singer for his crew. And he told me, he said, that kind of connects the dots of why he wanted that. And I was like, wow, I didn't didn't even know that. I I don't know all the Straw Hat characters' names. I was like, this Shark Man is interesting. (laughs) Jimmy is fantastic. Is is the Skeleton Man the singer? He's the, yeah, he's the musician, Brooks. Okay. Uh, yeah. Brooks. <laughs> you know, you say something and you're like, that sounds right, but weird. Yeah, Brooke, Brooks. Um, yeah, he's the musician for the Straw Hats. The one piece, <laughs> while we were watching the movie, uh, I said, I went with my, my mother-in-law, with my husband and myself, and my husband leans to me and goes, did we know Usopp's father was part of Shanks' team? And I looked at him and said, I think so. Very early on, it's mentioned. Yes. But I would not have remembered unless it had come up. Because there's so much lore and so much myth. So then, of course, I had to, you know, Google afterwards. And they're like, yeah, like chapter three, they, they say that it explicitly is his father. But I, you know, you're watching this movie and I was like, I think we knew this, but I don't 100% remember this fact. I thought that it was cool that he was just, I, I thought it was cool that they were all there. I mean, the the Shanks crew, which, of course, if Shanks is going to be there, the crew is going to be there. 
but also it's just so interesting to kind of meet all these different people. It's really neat because all I knew was Luffy, um, Nami, Nami, Nami. Yeah, the one that likes oranges and berries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and money. Yeah, the the green haired man Zoro, who, as as a as a straight dude, I have to say Zoro is really fucking hot. Like. <laughs> I, I, I will not hold Zoro's hot and Shanks is daddy like <laughs> wow and then got Usopp uh, Ch- Tony Tony Chopper yeah and uh, the, my my favorite out of all of them is Nico Robin that that aside from Loopy is the one that I I know Robin is such a badass her ability is so good and i think they showcased it extremely well in this movie her devil fruit powers yeah when i saw a bunch of hands i was like is this what she does and then i was like i know she's an archaeologist but i don't understand anything else like she's really cool i don't know where a melanin went but that's a story for another day I had to look it up as we're talking. I'm pretty sure it's the flower, flower fruit and the idea of multiplying her body parts and everything and the growth of them and combination of them. She does some really good uses of it throughout the series from wings to giant feet, giant hands to nets, which she uses in the movie. It's such a, a good power, such a unique power. And again, I think they used her so well in the movie. That underpants guy looks like an action figure. He like blew up the um the the site that they were at and then he was like super sorry. Oh, Frankie, the cyborg yeah. with the blue hair and he was dressed in like the cassette tape outfit at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, and for some reason he wears briefs, so I don't trust him. Yeah. <laughs> they are such a good crew. They're so unique. And in some ways, in the best way, so predictable, just knowing Zoro and Sanji are going to argue with each other and Nico is going to kind of be the mom sometimes and she, her outlandish thoughts and Brooke's desire to see panties, just as tropey as they can be, they're still so fun and so good to watch. And then you put them all together in a movie like this and then you give them other characters to play a Bartomello who does the barriers when he creates the ball that Luffy's trapped in for a while. Oh, you know, yeah. he had all these extra people back into it. They pop up throughout the show where they have an arc and then they come back to visit. It was, I truly just enjoyed it. It was fantastic. And big mom, as much as she can annoy me, I think she's a great villain having her children there. Katakuri and Brulee with her mirror world Brulee. Honestly, Chef Kiss. What a great, bizarre character. I, I noticed something. Well, first off, Sanji is the simp, right? Yes. The, the yellow-haired <laughs> man? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yes. So I noticed something. Well, Mom pointed it out. Uh, she was like, what? what? Why does everyone in this movie have such big titties? And I was like, I really don't know. Because you said brulee, she was like, she was like, damn, like even even this bitch got big titties. What is it? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> and then Sanji was like, like protected brulee, 
I was like, can't let anything happen to a lady. And I was like, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I do. And I said, and then the mom was like, yeah, I get it too. But why are her titties so big? <laughs> I don't understand that about, about Oda. I'm sure going back to it, it probably was always significant. But for sure, over the years, it has gone worse and worse. And I, I will defend Nico, Robin, and Nami to the end. But sometimes the titty to waist compare, ratio, you know, ratio is just out of control sometimes. That hourglass figure to the extreme. That That's like not even an hourglass. That's like a fucking... That's like a broken Q-tip. Because <laughs> it's got like that puff at the top and the bottom. And then like nothing in the middle, and it's just <laughs> just the two pieces of it. That's it. Yeah, like um, that's like I, I'm not I'm not saying that like he's wrong for how he draws anyone, but it's it's just slightly like I guess unrealistic, which I know is a weird thing to say about a manga, but <laughs> like I'm not disturbed by many things, but I was like. Like, am I supposed to be paying attention to the plot or the plot? <laughs> sometimes that plot, though. I'm I mean, not going to lie about Zoro sometimes. So, you know what? I guess there's something for everybody. Equal opportunity for Oda, given, given some eye candy. Got, I, got him to a thousand plus episodes, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and Zoro is definitely eye candy. Wow. There are nods in the very beginning to... Um, musicians with Usopp's kiss look and everything was just so fantastic how they first show up on the island rocking their you know genre outfits Jimbe and the Elvis outfit Jimbe the big shark the big the shark, shark the shark guy. man yes the shark man okay yeah see there's so many of them I forget <laughs> and then the little ship came to life and that was so cute it was the stinking cutest little thing, and I loved it more than I should. Again, you know what? Whatever they did to just please fans and make us want to buy plush or toys, I would buy anything that had that little personified Sunny on it. It was so stinking cute. But yes, overall, like the plot and especially the music. I mean, t- the when Uta played by Otto played um, Tot Musica, I was blown away because that grit oh my god how do you i don't i don't know how that how anyone can do that like i tried in the shower and i was coughing <laughs> the range from the songs and tote musica that song was so perfectly otherworldly and bizarre and frightful and beautiful it was such a good song moment whatever you want to call it it was fantastic i'm here for it man it's it it was just a beautiful movie and also i didn't know i i don't follow toy animation i don't know many anime from toy animation but the animation was gorgeous, and I even really liked the CG animation. It 
it is stepped up again going especially through wano right now the last arc and i you know at a side glance you follow some of the stories i know i believe there are some director changes that they've made for the series or overall design changes that they've made but it just keeps getting better and you know after 25 years plus i know it's going to change just with the time the technology and the money that you know you make you can afford to do more and hire more however they do it you know but it's every penny of it's well worth it and i i was curious but too lazy to be honest to look tote musica when it does appear reminded me so much of the madoka magica witches that i was curious if there was any crossover from design or character design from madoka magica hmm that's something worth looking into now i've got homework <laughs> overall yes great time great time with one piece film red i mean i i don't i still don't know partly shit about one piece but that was the last push that i needed to actually start my one piece journey i'm so glad that i was able to watch it and i just want to thank crunchyroll for sending it over so i could talk about it on this show it's a great intro to it. It really is. And it, how do you start explaining something or describing something that's so long? And I I think many of us anime fans have a tendency to poorly describe things because you get so excited about what you like about it, right? That you're like, you tell these stories about things that... Utena is one of my favorite shows, but it I terribly describe it because I get so excited because there's some things that are so bizarre in it. You're like, there's a witch and a castle, and they sword fight, and they go to school, and there's a little monkey, and people are like, I'm not watching this shit. What the hell is that that you just described to me? And then you shows like One Piece you try to describe, but there's a rubber man, and he bounces around, and he's a pirate, but he's good, and the government's bad. And again, people are like, I don't, this sounds like a dumpster. Do you remember how you described your favorite episode of my favorite anime? <laughs> It truly, you can share it, but truly unbeknownst to me how I was describing it was so poorly. So Violet Evergarden is a show about a girl that writes letters to people. And I asked Robert what his favorite episode of Violet Evergarden was. And he said the one where she writes the letters. And I, I'm sorry, I was kind of mean. i I knew exactly which episodes you were talking about, but I said, be more specific, bro. <laughs> that was the funniest thing to happen to me all year. I'm glad I could deliver. In my head, I knew exactly what I was saying, though, and it made sense, but... It made perfect sense. Like, if someone who just knows what the show is about, if you were to say that, they'd be like, all right, which fucking episode? I'm like, but you're right. We do have a tendency to describe our favorite shows poorly. I mean, I've been a podcaster for over a year and a half. I still describe things very poorly. Like this, this episode is it is a mess because I'm just like, there's so many things to like about this movie, but also like, there's so much to like about One Piece. And it it starts in a. Because, you know, like you said, the the crew is randomly at a concert, which 
none of it really matters, right? It doesn't matter how they got there. What it matters is that they're there and who they interact with. But you're like, where do you start this explanation? If you've seen One Piece, you know, you can simply just say the Straw Hats are at a concert for somebody, you know, and go from there. But there are so many layers and when the generals and random people start showing up. Again, you can watch and contextually enjoy it without knowing every little detail. But you do get that extra boost when you see somebody that you haven't seen in 400 episodes or mm-hmm. they loosely connect somebody back in that you're, oh, great. We're wondering what they're up. Colby, have you ever, are you familiar with Colby's history with the pink hair and glasses, little nerd? Yeah, he was a little doofus and I saw him in um, the movie and I was like, wow. <laughs> when, when will that happen to me? <laughs> Another 800 episodes or so and you'll be there. Ah, okay. Well, I guess I'm going to have to live for about 800 episodes. I don't even know how long that is. <laughs> That's that my motivation to keep your... going now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, you have anything else you want to say about One Piece film, Red? I would say if you haven't watched it, it's so worth it. And the the few complaints I've heard about it being very much a musical i agree with but it also doesn't take away anything you know like the premise of the story is quite honestly she's a singer and of all the weird things that happen in one piece the fact that somebody randomly sings a few times throughout a movie the least concerning of things that have happened on that show yeah yeah and i love musicals which is why i was so excited about this one (laughs) So great time, loved it, watched it twice, and I will gladly buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out because this is something that needs to be watched over and over and over again. I will absolutely go back and watch it. And like I said, I haven't been one to go back and watch the other movies. If you're looking at them, the ones people all like, Strong World, Gold, they're all great movies. But this one stuck with me far more. And I don't know if it was just the right frame of mind or if, if it is in my opinion, a better movie than the others. But it really did stick with me, and I really enjoyed every minute of it. Now, I'm a fidgeter when I'm watching things. I'll look at my watch, I'll play on my phone, but it really did have me glued to my focus on it. And it's just, it showcases, I think, all of them in such a good light. It showcases them the way you want and the fun you want. Couldn't be happier with it. Yes, beautiful and a great entry point, again, for anyone who's unfamiliar. So, Give it a watch, please. That is my personal plea to anyone who is listening to this. And with that being said, Robert, I would like to thank you for joining me for this very fun episode. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to come on here and chat. Of course. And if you want to, you can follow Robert on Instagram at Otakura Style. And he has this wonderful shop that he runs with his friend, There are so many cute clothes. There's a lot of cool merchandise that they sell. And it's just, it's, it's great. I wear my revolutionary girl Utena shirt from the shop quite frequently. And it just, it it fits like a glove and it's very comfortable. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad to hear. Hope everyone checks it out or follows us along on Instagram. We've been rewatching Nadia secret of blue water right now. And we've been watching through a few other classic shows and, Just enjoy chatting people and meeting people and talking. Yep. And that's actually how we met. So it's a good, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. And if you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at anime alpha goat 
on Twitter at our anime home, even though Twitter is pretty much dead at this point. Or you can email me recommendations at our anime home at gmail.com. Thank you everyone for listening. Thanks again, Robert, for coming on. And with that, we are out. <laughs>